Chapter Twelve of the Life and Times of Kateri Tekakwitha, The Lily of the Mohawks, by Ellen Walworth. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The New Colony of Christian Indians on the St. Lawrence. The Great Mohawk goes to Canada. Tekakwitha was quite old enough to have decided opinions of her own on whatever concerned her individual life she had also proved in her recent struggle that she possessed sufficient strength of will to act upon her convictions some of these convictions she had never yet mentioned to any one but she had for some time fully made up her mind to take a decided step she was only waiting a favorable opportunity to declare her determination to become a christian she felt that this would not be an easy thing to do for besides her strong propensity to shrink as much as possible from all observation she saw that her uncle was becoming every day more bitter in his opposition to the teachings of the black gowns the feast of the dead in sixteen sixty nine was closely followed by a public renunciation in the mohawk country of eraskoya or demon worship this was accompanied by the burning of charms turtle-shell rattles and other badges used by the medicine men similar ceremonies took place about the same time among the onondagas and in other parts of the longhouse of the five nations paganism had fallen eraskoya was disowned and his name is not even known in our days among the iroquois the next step of the missionaries was to implant christian truth and christian feeling in their hearts this was another and more difficult task though the iroquois indians of the five nations have not since worshipped any other than the great spirit or true god known in the mohawk language as Rawenio, and though the sacrifices to eraskoy ceased in the mohawk valley after the great feast of the dead in sixteen sixty nine practically the life of the mohawks was still pagan in almost every other respect father piron at tyanontogen or st mary's and his assistant father boniface who took charge of a small bark chapel called st peter's which the indians themselves built at conawaga castle both continued their missionary labors with unabated zeal but for some time they had only partial success in sixteen seventy eighty-four baptisms were recorded that same year in june the great onondaga chief garacantier was solemnly baptized at quebec it was hoped that other chiefs of the iroquois would soon follow his example father Bruyat, who on first coming among the people of the longhouse had been lodged three days in the cabin of Tekakwitha's uncle, came back from the Oneida country in 1671. He was made superior of the Mohawk mission in place of Piron. This missionary, the painter of pictures and the inventor of games, received orders to return to Canada to take charge of a new village of Christian Indians, which was then being formed on the south bank of the St. Lawrence as the latter part of Tekakwitha's life was closely connected with the growth and development of this new Christian colony of Indians in Canada, and as we shall have occasion frequently to allude to it, some further account of it will not be out of place here. 
the site first chosen was at la prairie de la madeleine just across the broad swell of the river from montreal on a tract of land belonging to the jesuits and hitherto untenanted the canadians called this indian settlement saint francois xavier des prés and a little later when that same mission was moved up close to the great lachine rapids in the st lawrence river it was known as saint francois xavier du sioux which last is in reality nothing more than the indian name of caughnawaga put into french and still meaning at the rapids this christian settlement was started by the temporary sojourn at la prairie of several oneidas and mohawks who had been on a visit to quebec and montreal they were attracted to the spot by father raffet who built a little chapel there it grew by accessions from among the five nations and was encouraged by the french government in the hope of thus gaining useful allies indians who came first from curiosity or for temporary shelter and hospitality afterwards settled there with their families and friends the jesuit fathers on their part were much pleased with the growth of this village and took occasion to make of it a distinct settlement of christian indians it soon became a general rendezvous for their converts from among the different nations and tribes of indians many of whom by residing there were quite withdrawn from the contagious pagan influences which surrounded them in their own country all who went to live at saint francois xavier du sioux were obliged to renounce with solemn promises these three things first the idolatry of dreams second the changing of wives a practice in vogue at iroquois feasts and third drunkenness any one among them known to have relapsed into any of these practices was expelled at once from the settlement by the ruling chiefs these were chosen by the indians themselves from among the more fervent christians they were generally men who had ranked high in their own country and who were attracted to the praying castle as it was called either from motives purely religious or on account of some bereavement or disappointment experienced in their old homes several of these christian chiefs were famous characters in the history of the time two of them crin and hot ashes are closely connected with the life of tekakwitha crin the great mohawk has already been mentioned in connection with the battle of kinnaquariones his christian name was joseph and his indian name togoi roi he was also called the conqueror of the mohegans he dwelt with his wife at caughnawaga on the mohawk and they had an only daughter whose bright disposition made all in the town love her after some difficulty with his wife on account of this child he deserted her and went off for a long journey the mother it seems had been converted by father boniface and had declared herself a christian just six months before she was thus deserted soon after the departure of her husband she was severely tried by the death of her daughter this little girl had been her only consolation and hope after she was forsaken by crin her friends now blamed her for adopting strange customs saying it was that which had made her husband leave her and which had caused the death of her child 
in spite of all this crim's wife became more devoted than ever to her new faith she was seen going to the little bark chapel of st peter's every night and morning and often received the sacraments from the hands of father boniface first an assistant to piron and now under bruya he still carried on the mission at Conawaga. in course of time he became very successful in winning the mohawks of that place to christianity thirty adults were baptized within a short time after the morning and evening prayers at the chapel a choir of children sang hymns in the iroquois language and every sunday the primitive christian love feast or ceremony of blessed bread took place in the cabin of a pious mohawk woman at christmas time the little bark chapel at conawaga was aglow with lights and bedecked with evergreens all day long the people of the turtle village much changed in mind since the torture and murder of isaac jogues stole silently in and out of st peter's rustic shrine the cross considered uncanny and strange in the days of goupel had at last become a familiar sign among the turtles in the mohawk valley the crowd that gathered at the chapel door on christmas day looked up at it again and again as they stood out in the snow and the cold december blast waiting patiently for an opportunity to enter there in the chapel father boniface had placed a fair little statue of the infant jesus lying in his wretched manger on the straw this christmas crib was a strange and wonderful sight to the simple indians those who had become christians told and retold the bethlehem story in all its details to the curious people who gathered about the image of the little christ child to gaze and wonder tekakwitha saw and heard all that was going on at the chapel but said nothing her aunts were there also and her adopted sister Hatsihango, whose christian name was anastasia would of course be present on such an occasion and also the family of crin the wife of the great mohawk having chosen her part and received baptism now maintained her ground with courage deserted and childless she held firmly to her new-found faith notwithstanding the abuse she received from friends and neighbors soon after this storm says good father boniface god rewarded her fidelity for in place of the little girl whom he had taken from her he gave her back her husband a christian crin in his wanderings had by chance strayed into the new village at la prairie there he met father fremont who with piron and Bruya had formerly been tekakwitha's guests crin listened to all that fremont had to say to him having known and respected him during his brief stay in the mohawk country when the mission was first begun after de tracy's expedition the great mohawk resolved to become a christian furthermore he decided that the best way for him to remain a christian and to become a good one would be to join the new indian settlement in the land of the french he was a natural leader of men bold and uncompromising he had a large following among his own people on the mohawk his next move therefore after becoming a christian was to return to his old home to find his forsaken wife and to announce publicly the views he had embraced during his absence the people gathered with interest and amazement 
to hear what their old leader had to say none dared oppose him when he proclaimed his determination to leave everything that could draw him back to his old manner of life and offered to lead all who would follow him to la prairie on the bank of the st lawrence he gave his friends but brief time to consider his words and to make hurried preparations for a journey then at break of day the wild gathering cry of the great mohawk resounded once more as of old through the streets of Conawaga castle all knew it well for time and time again it had called them out to battle with a strange thrill and start of alarm they heard it once more but only those in the village who were baptized both men and women or who meant soon to become christians rallied about him now nor even all of these for in that case tekakwitha would have been of the number a band of thirty or forty gathered at his call and with a sad hurried farewell to their friends their homes and the valley they turned and followed in the footsteps of crin who thus led them away into exile shay well calls these indians a noble band of pilgrims for religion's sake tekakwitha's adopted sister probably went either with this band or with those who accompanied father boniface to canada a little later for soon after this event we learn that she was living at saint francois xavier du Sioux with her husband that they were both christians and that anastasia tiganhatsihango also dwelt there and in the same cabin with them the health of father boniface was completely broken down by the hardships he had undergone among the mohawks so he too left conawaga he went to canada in june sixteen seventy three taking many of his neophytes with him as far as the sioux he died at quebec the next year surrounded by his old comrades and friends the people of albany and schenectady at the time of these migrations had too much to do at home to give more than a sidelong glance at what was occurring at the neighboring indian castle otherwise the dutch and english settlers of the province would probably have shown some inclination to resent on the part of the french their efforts to attract the mohawks to the vicinity of montreal as it was likely to interfere with their influence among the red men and above all with their highly prized rights in the fur trade some time before this the albanians had succeeded in bringing about a treaty of peace between the mohegans and the mohawks thereupon these last had begun to indulge very freely in the purchase of liquor at fort orange they even carried kegs of it with them to their fishing villages this filled the pockets of the dutch settlers but it also brought on a severe form of illness among the mohawks a quick and fatal fever which gave much occupation to the black gowns especially as the services of the medicine men were at this time often rejected thus the influence of the missionaries was still further increased next there was a disturbance in the government the dutch taking the english by surprise in sixteen seventy three regained possession of the province that very year a large band of the mohawks left for canada to make matters worse for the interests of the albanians a vessel with supplies for the indian trade which they were for a long while expecting from holland did not arrive 
this caused them to put a higher price on the goods they were accustomed to sell to the mohawks many of whom on that account turned to canada for their purchases in sixteen seventy four when tekakwitha was in her eighteenth year and when boniface after having resigned his charge at caughnawaga was slowly dying at quebec the english came once more into power at albany and governed the city thenceforth during these various changes tekakwitha's uncle kept up his connection with his dutch neighbours invariably trading at albany he was angered almost beyond endurance at the departure of crin and of boniface with so many of his townspeople he joined with those who bitterly accused bruya their only remaining black gown of a plan to break up the nation bruya protested that he had had nothing at all to do with the affair and threw the responsibility of the migration mainly upon their own chief the great mohawk whose example so many had followed he took occasion at the same time to remind those who remained of their vices which he said were driving away the noblest of their tribesmen he succeeded in pacifying them for a time but soon asandase an aged and important chief at the capital of the mohawk country delighted the heart of the missionary and at the same time re-aroused the hostility of the unbelieving indians by becoming a christian in sixteen seventy five asandase died at tyanontogen to the great grief of father bruya about the same time father james de lamberville arrived to take charge of st peter's chapel and the mission of boniface it included both the turtle castle of caughnawaga on the cayadutta and the adjacent castle of the bears called andagoran this castle was no longer on the south side of the river but since de tracy's expedition had been rebuilt on the north bank opposite to its old site it was to father de lamberville that the niece of the mohawk chief spoke out the words that had long lain nearest to her heart End of chapter 12